Hey, business building warrior, I've got a treat for you today. From time to time, well, actually about once a week or so, I like to go live in the Facebook group and invite any of the members who'd like to join me onto like a Zoom session where we can see each other and interact with each other on the screen. If you want to join us for one of these, by the way, typically I do it on Monday evenings around 5 p.m. Eastern time. That's 5 o'clock p.m. New York time. Most weeks, not every week, but this time I recorded the session. We don't record all of them, but we did this time. And we may do this a few times in the future as well, if this is something that we get some feedback from you saying you enjoy. So let me set this up a little bit and you can decide if this is an episode for you. We ask all of the members of our community, we got about 72,000 people in our Facebook group, to bring any questions they have to a live Zoom hangout where the topic is typically revolving around growing your business in e-commerce and on Amazon. So we get all kinds of interesting questions and you can see from the description today some of the questions that were tackled during the discussion time. A lot of times these Monday night meetings are a way for us to greet the newest members of our community. So you'll see some questions in there that kind of cater to the newer sellers who are trying to establish a business on Amazon. But just so you know, if this is one of your first episodes you've ever listened to of our podcast, my name is Jim. I'm the host most of the time on this show. We have some other great coaches who host as well from time to time. But this show has about 500 episodes or more of success story interviews with the students of ours who are taking the Proven Amazon course. That's what this community is about. That's what this show is about, helping you launch a great business using a course that's called, I'll give you the name again, it's the Proven Amazon course. You can find details on that course at provenamazoncourse.com. So most of the episodes of this podcast are interviews with the students who are succeeding with that course. But we like to have some other content as well. You guys have requested it where we dive in and answer those questions. So in an open microphone setting, we captured some of the best questions from the community hanging out and I gave answers and you never know what interesting questions might pop up. And again, if you want to join us live, the best way to get in on this is to get into our Facebook group. There's a link at silentgym.com. You can get into our free Facebook group there's also a link there to our Proven Amazon course. And you can hear all of our past podcast episodes by going there as well. A lot of our episodes only are found in audio format. And there's a link there. You can get on iTunes or Spotify or your favorite podcast listening app. And you can hear all those great interviews with our successful students. Something else we're very proud of, that free Facebook group I mentioned. You can jump into it and see for yourself. We have 1,700 tagged success posts from students using our Amazon training to build beautiful businesses. Many of those people go on to be guests on our show. But today, it's an open microphone. It's me with the community hanging out, answering questions. And like I said, if you enjoy this, please let us know. We'll do more of this kind of thing. And plan to join us some Monday, 5 p.m. Eastern. Get into our Facebook group and look for the announcements. We'd love to have you join us live. We can interact. I'd love to answer your questions as well. I've been doing e-commerce for 20 years as the only income for my family. There's seven of us. We homeschooled and raised five kids. They're getting married and moving out and getting older at this point. But the 20-year experiment was a wild success. We're so excited and happy to see how things have turned out for our kids, for our business, for our family, for the relationships. We love entrepreneurship and homeschooling under one roof. That's how we did life for 20 plus years. 
And it's been so rewarding. We want that for as many people as, that want that for themselves as well. So we hit on some of those kind of topics on these discussions as well. You never know what you're going to get. But like I said, look at the description, see if there's some interesting topics there for you today that we're going to dive into. And thanks for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Let's get over into the Q&A session with the other listeners. Yeah, who we got? Yep. Neil? Yeah. Hey, Jim. So, uh, yeah, I've been lagging a little bit because I've got like uh, three businesses I'm running right now, but I, I definitely do want to see this form of passive income. I think in the video, if I caught this correct, like even if I have like just a one-off item and only one item, is that still something I should list on Amazon for now or, or not just to get my feet wet? Yeah. Good to meet you, Neil. Uh, and let me make sure I understand your question before I launch into a long answer that sure. may not be relevant. So you're your first go with Amazon is going to be a product that you already have. You have, a, am assuming, a decent amount of inventory of that product and you're just going to start with that? No, I actually don't. Like I was watching the video with the gal who had just stuff laying around her house. Gotcha. And uh, she was selling it. But um, let's say I have like these one-off items. Like I don't have 10 of th this one book, but I have one of this one book or I'm with you. I have one of this other thing. Is that even something I should be listing or are you... You guys said I should inventory that out first before listing anything. Yeah, let me let me just talk you through the basic sure starter. You know, first write down this. If you haven't seen this video yet, I'm going to put it in the comments right now. Silentgym.com/slash/intro video. Go watch that 20 minute video when you can. Okay, I'm not going to repeat the stuff that's in there. If someone Thank is you. brand new, that's what they that's where they should start if they're new to our community, and then watch some podcast episodes. Now. Let me talk to your point specifically. What are the first few things I should sell when I start on Amazon? That's kind of what you're saying. Can I sell some things lying around the house? Yeah, sure, you can. But we don't encourage the Easter egg hunt model, the treasure hunt model, you know, like, oh, this is a gift my aunt gave me. I'm going to sell it. Oh, I can, you know, treat it like, don't treat Amazon like it's eBay if you want to build a real business. Now, you can certainly make a little bit of money there, but the fees are considerably higher. You'd probably make more money just using Facebook Marketplace for stuff like that. But as far as learning the process, yeah, a little of this, a little of that, your first five or 10 sales, that's fine. Don't stay there. It's not sustainable. You can actually put your account at risk long-term because you don't have you know, legitimate receipts for your inventory and that sort of thing. So that's the shortest possible answer. But as a new student, my best advice, check out our podcast, silentgym.com has a link. Watch that video that I just dropped, silentgym.com slash intro video. That link is in the chat. That's what you should do, Neil. And this business really can fit into the cracks of your life, meaning half hour here, a couple hours there, a few hours on a Saturday, put it down for a week, pick it up again a week later. As you're learning, you know, now you want to put in some intense focused effort, ideally at some point to really get some momentum, but you can learn bits and pieces as you go. And this Facebook group will be a great resource for you too. Does that help, Neil? It does. So I just saw, caught someone in the chat saying that the video said it's not available. So. Uh, um, hmm. I tested that link. See if it see if anyone else is getting that result because it it takes you to a Facebook. You have to be in our you have to be in our Facebook group for that link to work. <laughs> so there may be some people who aren't in our Facebook group that got this link uh, because I announced it on Telegram. So it takes you to a link. It says it says video not available. Hmm. Let's see if anyone else can get to it. If not, I'll have some tech guys look at that and they'll be ready within you know this time tomorrow or earlier. It'll be ready. Thank you. See if it works for anybody else. Yeah, of course, Neil, you're welcome. And there's a link to that video, by the way, in, in our Facebook group at the very top in the featured section, you'll see some posts like the announcements. 
One of them says, if you're new around here, watch this video. That's where it's at. So you can get there that way too. So my question would be, I've only been in it for about two months. Okay. I've started to develop a small foundation of replans, which is great. But where would be an excellent resource to start thinking about keeping track of taxes? Because I know that's going to come back to bite me later if I'm not keeping excellent records. So Yeah, for sure. Have you ever run a business before, Roy? No, no. No? One of the best things you can do as a new business owner is just find someone from your hometown who's done small business accounting for other businesses for, let's say, 25 years minimum. Probably going to be a dude in his late 50s, early 60s, you know, or some, you know, lady that's committed their life to accounting. They love small businesses. They're going to say, okay, here's what, you know, here's five or six things you just got to do. Now, whether you use them as your accountant or not, whether they even charge you any money, they probably won't. Just sit down with them because they're going to tell you some very basic things like, okay, you need to keep all your business funds separate from your personal funds, right? Now's the time to consider getting an LLC. You know, you can do it later, but there's some advantages to doing it now. And I can't go through that hour conversation right now with you, but that person will be an invaluable contact in your life. And you may end up using them to do your taxes. A good accountant will pay for themselves multiple times over over the course of your life. So find a local accountant, someone you can sit down with. It doesn't have to be local, but I just prefer those local connections because that will even help your e-commerce business. That person knows other people in e-commerce. They know other people that you should probably meet. Oh, I know this other guy has been doing Amazon for a while and he has this weekly meetup. You should connect with him. Those are some of the best people for you to get to know. I'm going to shove you in the direction of a good local accountant who's been doing... You don't want a guy who just got out of college two years ago, You know your, your, your nephew. You don't want him. <laughs> You want someone who's been doing it for a while because they can just cut to the chase, give you very blunt advice, and probably for you know the cost of a lunch. Don't do it before tax season. Right now is actually a great time to track them down. Tax season is coming to an end. That's my best advice for you, buddy. Time okay. well spent. Okay, right. I appreciate and, it. And don't be intimidated by it. It's not a complex thing. Just track okay. your expenses. Keep every receipt. Keep track of everything you spend and. The, the basic advice is keep your private, keep your personal funds separate from your business funds, two different bank accounts. Yes. Two different business cards, right? Yeah, I was, I was on my way to working on a private label project whenever I came across your group and changed directions. So, Man, good for you. God bless yeah. you, dude. You were on a dangerous, scary path, my friend. And yeah. uh, I've, I've literally, without exaggeration, I've talked to hundreds of people who went down that path. And you've probably heard me use the statistic. 95% of the people who try to launch a private label as a new seller on Amazon crash and burn miserably and lose tens of thousands of dollars. That's a pretty scary stat, but I back it up, man. And that's why we don't teach that. I could make a ton of money teaching private label to new sellers because all the bright, shiny promises on YouTube, we don't do that here. We just refuse to do it here. We've seen too many people crash and burn. All right. Hey, great to meet you, Don. Hey, so uh, I'm, I am blessed, man. Yeah, if anybody wants to raise their hand, that's great. I love that feature. We can kind of put people in order. Yeah, no, that's awesome. It does. Uh, when you said raise your hand and wave, I just raised my hand on the uh, screen there. I figured they would pop up for you. I forgot Zoom even had that feature, man. As much as I'd like to consider myself a tech guy, I'm right on the edge of Boomer, okay? Like I'm just this side by a couple years of Boomer. So <laughs> I can use that as my excuse. It's great to talk to you after listening to, you know, a couple hundred podcasts. Awesome. Thanks, man. 
my question is, I've been doing pretty good with books. I started with used books just mainly to, I didn't have a lot of capital to start. So I started that realm and I'm, I'm at about 5,000 a month in sales with about 95% books. So I, I consider that a success so far, but obviously I want to scale up. I want to do more. I've been working on on trying to learn the replens model. Um, I did the Keepa 2.0, which I think is awesome. Um, I'm in the pack course. Where I'm struggling, which I'm sure a lot of people are struggling, is just finding those products. You know, I'm doing the the 2.0 reverse search, pulling up the list, and then I'm dropping it into uh, tactical arbitrage to try and pull up those resources. And probably 90% of them, yeah, they look great. And then when you go and look, they don't really match or the prices are different. You know, I found a couple, I'm not going to lie, I found a couple little small ones, but it just, I guess I'm, I'm being greedy and want more. <laughs> oh, it's, it, it, no, it's not greedy. I mean, it's, how, how many businesses have you run? I'm just curious. I, I've run two small businesses. Um, I'm a firefighter and, you know, the businesses I've run have been related to that, like CPR courses, gotcha. things of that nature. But I haven't yeah. done any type of retail or anything like that. So this is on the newer side for me. Yeah, I got you, man. Sometimes I can kind of detect that in people's questions. And it would have surprised me if you said, yeah, I've ran five or six very successful businesses. This is my next venture. Because, you know, it, it, nothing against you, man. But the reality, one of the realities of running a successful business is there's a period of intense focused effort that nobody tells you about until you're in it. Like you will question, is this the right business for me? What have I gotten myself into? And you've run a couple other businesses and you probably went through a version of that, but it was very complimentary to your lifestyle and your connections. This is new territory. So this period of intense focused effort, man, you get, you got to plow through it. And I know you've got what it takes. I mean, as a fireman, like having what it takes is part of your job description, right? Yes. <laughs> like, you put your life at risk potentially any given day and you don't know when it's going to come. Like, you know, doing what it takes and having the grit to sustain through the challenge physically and et cetera. Like it's a lot of that, except it's more mental, emotional. Like I'm going to push through. I'm going to learn what it takes. The beauty of the replens model and the reason with, with the hundreds of business models we could teach, we teach Amazon replens. The reason is because of all the other models I've seen, nothing else has as low of risk. It's as, as far as financial risk, right? Where you can just test small and test your way into it. And the learning curve is relatively short and your odds of success are relatively high compared to all the other models out there that we see. It's an introductory model, but if you put in the intense focused effort to find replans, if you're finding one or two or three a day, it doesn't feel like much. But if you're putting in the time to do that, suddenly a look over your shoulder, you have hundreds of replans. And you've got a beautiful thirty to fifty thousand dollar a month business at a nice twenty five to thirty percent net margin potentially if you're picky enough about your replens, right? And it can be completely outsourced to someone else to manage, and then you can start to step up the pyramid of opportunities. You get into you know, wholesale or private label bundles, or maybe even become a consultant, which is very lucrative. Right. So that's why we're so bullish on this. But as far as like, hey, how can I find more replens? The strategies you talked about are just a couple of the dozens of strategies that we have available to us. And it's the fact that you're listening to the podcast, paying attention to what's going on around here. Are you coming to our conference in July? I can't in July because we already planned a trip to Ireland in October. So I can okay. only do one big trip a year. <laughs> can I make you an offer you can't refuse, dude? 
Okay. How about I get you a free live stream for the event? Because you were so bold and jumped in here tonight and asked me a great question. Oh, that would be awesome. Shoot me a private message when we're done here and remind me because I'm, there's no way I'm going to remember <laughs> between I now and then. Uh, but I just, as, as a new seller who's getting some momentum, you're paying attention, you've listened to a couple hundred podcast episodes, I really want to give you a boost and just get you excited about this. So yeah, just shoot me a a private message, man. I'll I'll hook you up and enjoy your trip, man. I will. I will. Thank you very much, Jim. Good talking to you. God bless you, buddy. Have a great Friday. One last thing I should have mentioned. If you're a bookseller, one of the new courses we just came out, you mentioned you were selling books. It's posted at uh, 621 or, you know, 21 after the hour, depending on your time zone. I'm going to go look for it. Yeah, it's it's... Safe book profits, if that's the right link. ProvenAmazonCourse.com slash SafeBookProfits. Instead of, if, you, if you've accumulated a lot of books and you just want to get rid of all of them at once and have someone just pay you for them and ship them off, go look at that course. It's a very inexpensive course. We've got people who do just that model. They just gather books and they find it more lucrative to sell them instead of going to Amazon. We don't recommend people sell books as a starting point on Amazon typically. It's just so tedious. You have to accumulate so much inventory. You have to ship it yourself. They kind of smell funny, in my opinion, a bunch of collection of old books and such, right? Like where are you going to stick them in your house and you got to ship them each time they sell? If you try to do that FBA and send them all into Amazon, you're going to have massive storage fees. It's not a viable model any longer because of storage fees at Amazon. Uh, but yeah, check out SafeBook Profits. If you sell a few books as a new seller to get your feet wet, that's great. But it's not a sustainable uh, growth model, in my opinion. All right, on Amazon specifically. Hi, how are you? I've been listening to you for a while now, so I really appreciate this. Oh, it's um, a pleasure to hang out with you tonight. Thanks for joining us, <laughs> Melissa. So do you have a yeah. camera? Do we get to see Melissa or are we just going to do audio only? <laughs> um, <laughs> no pressure. I got to figure out how to <laughs> Bottom left-hand corner <laughs> by the microphone that you just clicked, there should be a camera. No big deal. Yeah. It's no big deal, really. Well you sound great. I can hear you. with this stuff, but anyway... <laughs> I got a crazy question. So my daughter, she has a book that she's ready to do private label through Amazon. She actually works with somebody at work that has a private label book through Amazon and he explained what to do. And she wants to do it because she's already kind of blown up on Wattpad. She's like one of her score is very huge on Wattpad for the book. So she knows there's readership and everything like that. Our issue is I want to start my Amazon business with my and and get my LLC, but then she wants to do it for the private label and like possibly merchant, but we live at the same address. Right. So is that going to be a problem with Amazon, do you think? Yes, potentially potentially could be, but it doesn't have to be. You'll just want to have Amazon help you out when you're setting up the accounts. So your accounts are annotated as being two separate people at the same house. And and at that point, you don't ever want to sell the same thing. Right. No, we're two two totally different things. Yeah, Mm because she, like I said, she's the private label book and her merchandise. And then I'm going to try to do the replens model, though I'm scared to death. (laughs) Nothing to be afraid of. It's literally the, you remember, have you ever been to like a, a, a swimming pool that has like the kiddie pool area? Yeah. Where you're like wade in, you have to go like 15 feet out before you're at your knees. You yeah. Know? That's the replens model. It's, it's the slow wade in. Now, if you've never been swimming before, 
it can feel a little scary, but really there's nothing scary. There's nothing that can go wrong or nothing you can break. There's no disaster. Like if you fall in your face, you're in six inches of water. You just like roll over and you're fine, right? That's the replens model. That's why we start new students there. So you can, you know, the, the, you can set the fear aside. Now with private label, if you're getting ready to spend $30,000 and ship a bunch of products from China, oh. that's scary, right? Like, yeah. That's going, off the, mean, that's going off the diving board with weights on your ankles as your first swimming experience. Like, no. Yeah. But she, the replens is the kiddie uh, pool. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I did say that the how she wanted to do the book was, yeah, the private label author. Yeah, I said the right thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk through that a little bit. Is she like really set on her strategy? Because I'm not too shabby with private, you know, private label self-publishing. I've got a book that sold a million copies through Amazon. So I, I kind of know a little bit there, right? So if oh, there's anything great. you want to bounce around on that topic, let's talk. Well, she's not here. My son just did the cover for her because she wanted the cover redone. But like I said, the book itself has I mean, on Wattpad, it went crazy. She wrote it over the, over the course of her growing up. Her no, forgive years. me. I don't know what Wattpad is. I'm assuming it's like a oh, self-publishing platform. It's not self-publishing. They write stories on it and mm-hmm. people kind of rate them. Oh. And you can add on to the stories as you write them. Love it. And so Got she it. did this throughout her teen years while okay. she was dealing with like difficult things in her life. It's and like the fan, book- fan fiction kind of stuff that takes on the life of its own and... It's all poetry. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. And she's very good. And the book is amazing. It comes from a very deep sorrow because she was bullied a lot. So it comes from like that and then her making it out of it and everything like that. So it's been very hard for her to say, okay, I'll put this out in the public eye as who I am. So, you know. You sound like a great mom for pushing her and encouraging her to do that. Good job, mom. She's turned out to be like just amazing. And I'm like, if anything, this is putting it in everybody's face. Whoever was mean to you, this is it. Like, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I mean, she's going to be helping others who are in that same situation and leading them. And her focus can go off the bullies and onto these people that she's helping. And such a healthy thing, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really proud of her. So. So yeah, I just wanted to make sure, because I said to my husband, I was like, I don't want to prevent her from doing this. If it's going to be a problem with Amazon, then I don't need this replens thing. I'll back out and she can go because no, all no, no, I no. want is for Do her. Do both. Because so, when you say private label, how is her book being printed? Is she using KDP? I'm not sure. Her one friend at work did it through Amazon and he he's kind of telling her how to do it because he has a book that he private labeled on Amazon and he's, well. been st- he's been selling pretty, pretty often. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how well she knows more about it. Cause she, you know, they're, they're all in it. She's an yeah. it tech. So, yeah. um, yeah. well, but anyway, he, yeah, has she had a bunch of books printed up or is she going to do it print on? No. Demand? So this would, she's using Amazon to do it. I know Barnes and okay. Nobles approached her and wow. she said she didn't want to go to Barnes and Nobles. Hmm. So she didn't want to do it with Barnes and Noble. She read some really bad reviews. She's being yeah. very picky about it. She really wants control sure. of it. Yeah. She's got an artistic brain trying to fit yeah. some business in there. I, I understand that. Yes. Um, so here, just a couple pieces of advice, whether she'll find these useful or not. It's up to her. But uh, let, me, let me tell you a quick story about it. When a, a very famous author, very famous book that uh, 
there's probably people here who've read it. Two books actually that come to mind, but uh, let's talk about, there's a book called The Prayer of Jabez. Let's use that as an example. One of the best-selling little bitty uh, books, Christian books that just took off. Who wrote that? Was it Wilkerson maybe? I can't remember. I love it. It's a great book. But he self-published. He didn't have Amazon, but he self-published and he printed up a bunch of copies and they all sold. So he printed up a bunch more and they all sold. So he printed up a whole bunch more and it started slowing down. And to this day, he has way more copies than he'll ever be able to sell. He actually lost money on one of the best-selling Christian books of the modern era. He lost money. He didn't make any money. It was actually a negative for him, net negative for him. Wow. Uh, and there's two mistakes that he made. Obviously, he should have self-published print on demand. KDP offers that. Amazon KDP offers it. Print on demand. Someone buys a book, book gets printed. No one buys a okay. book today, no book gets printed. You don't have a garage full of books. Now, you can order a couple hundred copies if you want, author pricing, and have those to give away and pass around. And that's great. But you don't have 50,000 sitting somewhere because you missed your forecast, right? I'm not saying that's going to happen with her book. Hopefully, she does sell that many. But that's one of the big mistakes I see authors make is they, they get hooked into these self-publishing, we'll do it with you companies. Like, hey, the first thing you got to do is pay us 20 grand and we'll send you a bunch of copies of your book. Like, no, you don't need that deal. You don't need to pay anybody anything. Just self-publish. And the other thing is the big, big, big mistake. Uh, the other example is a book called The Shack. It's another Christian book. And these guys just sold a ton of copies. And they made some money off the book and off the, the movie. And it did well. And it's great. And it still has a bit of an impact in the culture. But they didn't have any kind of way to collect the fans of their work. And their greatest regret is they don't have the email addresses of any of their fans. They don't have any kind of contact information. There's nowhere where their fans can gather and like, hey, discuss the book and form, you know, sell the resources related to that. What other, you know, that's the asset that your daughter is building. This is the point I really want to make, Melissa. This is a point of passion for me, if you can't tell. When you've got something that has some momentum, you want to connect with the community, kind of like we're doing right now. I would estimate that half the people who are here with us, I got a couple more people to admit actually right now. So there's about 40 of us here right now. I'd guess that at least half of you are on my mailing list, at least, if not more, meaning you get emails from us, you get uh, alerts from us of some kind. That's the asset that I have is this community of people who are at least somewhat interested in what I, what my team and I have to say at any given time. So the call to action that your daughter needs to put in that book, if at all possible, is, hey, join the community of people discussing this work. Get on our email list. Hear about our future work, our future ideas. And don't spam people. Send them stuff that they want to participate in and engage in. That's the true asset your daughter will, will have from a book. Because I can tell you this, the number of people who make a living after off writing a book compared to those who wish they could, it's kind of like becoming a, a pro athlete. <laughs> It's like everybody thinks they're good enough. It's a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of people who actually make a living off that. So the book isn't the asset. The community of people who enjoy the book is the asset. So find a way to gather those people. Email. Now that younger folks, you know, email's not as much, you know, Instagram channels, something else, a way that she can reach out and contact them. She needs to have that. Does that make sense, Melissa? I just encourage her to do that. Form a community. The community is the asset. I think you, you're muted, but that's okay. Hopefully you found that helpful. We got a good line of people. Oh, I got it now. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. Does, is that helpful, Melissa? Yeah, it is helpful. Yeah, I'll let her know. I, you know, it's up to her what she does with it. Of but, course. Yeah. Just the fact that she's written the book and put it out there is a huge win. I just don't want to have her see her have regrets five years from now. Like, wow, I, I had so many people read that book, but where are they now? I have no way to reach them. Yeah, right. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Okay. I'd be happy to talk with her too. Send her my way. I love young aspiring yeah. authors. 
Yeah, well, I wish she was here right now, but she's not. But yeah, definitely. Thank you so much, Jim. Yeah, just private message me on Facebook. And if if uh, you guys want to connect sometime and have a strategy chat about her book, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm excited for her. She sounds like an oh, overcomer. It's one of my favorite she words. She is. She's amazing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. God bless for, you, Melissa. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Yeah, you too. You coming to the conference, Brian, in July? Uh, thanks to you. Yes, sir. Awesome. Uh, I love to hear it. Be there. And uh, I'm Beautiful. So looking forward to that, man. Uh, See you in Columbus, right? Yes, for sure. Yeah, we just passed the, uh, today, passed 400 people registered for the event this far out. That's a, that, it's going to be a big group there, man. Yeah. The most, a lot of people register those first last few weeks right before the event. So it's going to be a fun time, beautiful hotel. I love the rate we got at the hotel. It's a hotel that that time of the year is typically charging 300 plus a night. For yeah, a 139. And then we got a 139, dude. So yeah, just great hotel. I'm going to be a total sponge. Yeah. Just come ready <laughs> to learn, come ready to talk and hang out. You strike me as a bit of an extrovert. You're going to do, you're going to have a blast, man. It's the introverts who come in and just kind of like sit back. Like, I don't know, is everyone else already know each other here? It's like, no, it, we're e-commerce people. We like to hide in dark corners and do business, right? But we force ourselves to do this once a year and we get out and, and it just, it's such a vibrant community, such a friendly community. Um, so come ready to talk, have conversations. On that point. You know, my yes, opening presentation day one, I'm going to encourage people to use a two-word question, the whole event, and actually keep track of how many times they use it. It's how's business. So just get ready to ask people, hey, how's business? Okay. And then they'll ask you that question. Be ready to tell them what's your challenges? How's it going? What you know? Where are you weak? Where are you strong? Which session are you going to next? Do you need someone to sit with? How's business? How's business? And you're going to walk away with so many great relationships and connections from that thing, let alone the content, which is going to be phenomenal. So, I can't wait, but I just want to point out one thing that I've learned uh, about you is that yeah. you've said you were kind of an introvert yourself back Absolutely. In the day. And you're doing really great, man. You come across, my wife even came up one night and I was like, you got to you know, watch Jim and you know, see what I'm doing, what I'm getting into, because eventually she's going to help me out. Sure. That full-time jobs, but mm-hmm. she loved you, man. And you're doing a great job. So, you know, let me talk about introverts in business for just a moment. Um, You know, I I think introverts make the best leaders, a lot of the best content, a lot of the best actors, the best leaders, the best presidents we've ever had. Just introverts are everywhere. Mm. But uh, introversion isn't about not liking being around other people. It's it's simply how you get recharged is my best definition. So, being around other people does it drain you or does it charge you? Being around other people, I got to go away and recover. (laughs) <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. I'm giving and I'm pouring out. Like after this is done, I'm going to be on my couch like a zombie for a couple hours, right? But it's a skill that we learn kind of the same way we learn math. If someone comes to me and says, hey, I want to be a success in business, but I don't want to ever have to do any math. I don't want to learn any math. I don't know anything about math. I'm like, well, you can't. Same thing with someone who comes to me and says, I'm a, I'm a bit of an introvert. I don't want to ever have to talk to people or build relationships or deal with people in any way, but I want to build a successful business. And I'm using my introversion as an excuse to be basically rude and isolated. Mm-hmm. World doesn't work that way. You're going to need some math. You're going to need to talk to people and build relationships. So you need to set that instinct aside that says, I don't want to do any math. Set that instinct aside that says, I don't want to really want to be around a bunch of people. It kind of drains me. That's okay. You need to get over it. It's a skill set you learn. So the, the first, this is our 11th event coming up here in uh, July. 
And the first year we did it, I was drug into it, kicking and screaming. I did not want to do it. My wife talked me into it and Ray, one of the members of our team, like, you got to at least try. So I, I was a sweaty mess. I didn't sleep two nights before. I stood up there and read notes up to my nose like this and peeked over the top of them. You know, I didn't have glasses at the time. I was like hiding behind my notes and peeking up. And it was terrible. But you know, Jim, Jim, Jim Morrison had his back to the crowd uh, the first really many months. Yeah, I mean, that's what I felt like. Could, could I have just recorded this and you guys watch the video later? No, that's how he performed with mm-hmm. his back to the crowd. Um, he, no, I get it. I yeah. get it. But but you can learn over time. Oh, for sure. That, you know what? Everyone here, they're here because they want to be here. And yeah. they're thinking about themselves just like you're thinking about yourself right now. And just love them. Pour into them. Tell them what you know. Speak from the heart. My mentor told me at the time, he's like, hey, Jim, I want you to give presentations without any notes. I'm like, what? That's crazy. He's like, so like you know, the last three or four years when I've done it, I mean, I'm up there for two hours sometimes on the first day, bringing up different people and things. You know, we make it interactive. Uh, but I've got one business card, you know, one one three by five card. Like, here's the things I got to remember. And everything else is just from the heart. There like, oh, that person in the front row, like, I got to tell you this guy's story. He's doing a session tomorrow. Yeah. And, you know, just speak from the heart, kind of like we're Absolutely. doing now. Absolutely. Uh, and, and that's all of us as business leaders need to learn to do that. Tell people what it is that we do. Love them. Serve them well. Share what we know. Ask them, how's business? You know, how's life? How's How's it going? That pays off in such huge ways, not only relationally, but financially, those connections. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad you brought that topic up. I like talking about it. I love bringing the introverts on our team and putting them into the spotlight and making them teach. We're all, we're all doing the same thing. We're all trying to just be yes. successful and happy. And, you know, you have a little passion about it. You're going to do fine. Yeah, absolutely. Just speak from the heart. You know, yep. you're building a business, man. That's an accomplishment. Absolutely. Yeah. God bless you, Brian. Thanks, hey, man. Good thanks topic. So much. See you day. in Columbus in July, buddy. I can't wait. All right, thanks. man. We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I have to tell you about a coaching program that's been around for about 19 years. It's coached almost 10,000 e-commerce business building warriors. It's got a team of about 60 coaches who are not only great teachers with tremendous hearts who love their students, but they're all succeeding at the business strategies that you hear taught on this show. If you haven't figured it out yet, I'm talking about our coaching program. There's a link at silentgym.com. Get over there, get on our schedule, have a free consultation, zero pressure. We're going to help you build your business on that call. Sign up at silentgym.com free consultation, see if our coaching program is a good fit for you, where you get to not only work one-on-one with one of our tremendous coaches, not only do you get that, you also get a reactive coach that you can contact at any point in time. That's a separate coach. You get all the training and content that we provide around here at no cost now and into the future. Tremendous list of benefits. I'm not going to go into all of them right now. Silentgym.com click on the coaching link, sign up for a consultation. Hey, let's get back to the program. Annie, your other question was talking about ugly websites that are giving deals that are too good to be true, right? So I I recorded a session with Jeff Schick not too long ago. He's one of the great sponsors of our upcoming event. Uh, He's the kind of the legal expert on our team, policy legal expert in our community. And basically the the best advice I can give you is if if you see a brand 
and you see a, see a website that's selling that brand, it seems too good to be true on the pricing. You need to make sure that that is a legitimate authorized reseller of the brand. And that's easy to do. You can go to the brand website and say, hey, I'm about to buy your product from website X. Are these guys legit? And they'll tell you. They may even have a page listed where they show all their legitimate websites and retailers and say, please inquire if you suspect our product is being sold you know, as, as a counterfeit. So just ask and they'll tell you. Because ultimately what you're protecting yourself against is if Amazon says, time out, we got a complaint. Uh, someone thinks your product's illegitimate and you're thinking, oh no, I bought it from a sketchy looking website over here. Mm-hmm. Have I protected myself? Well, you have protected yourself if they're an authorized reseller and you verified that they are. If they're not, you're stepping into slightly scary territory. Now, you could be buying legitimate inventory that's not counterfeit from a sketchy website that's not necessarily authorized. And you'll probably still be okay. But if you're buying counterfeit from a sketchy website and that's all you got to back yourself up as a receipt from a sketchy website that was selling counterfeit, like that's not going to protect you. The fact that someone else took possession of it before you did does not protect you. So you do want to do a little bit of homework there. Okay. okay. Does that help? Yeah. Because I think I... I bought like, I just bought two and now um, sure. two of the items to test. I right. haven't received my items until now, like two weeks now. It's still processing. And then I did call their customer service. No one get back to me. So I think I'm just going to deal with the credit card to get it refunded or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just be cautious. And if something shows up a little weird looking, like a lot of times you'll have like the Canada and the US is a good example. In Canada, you'll have the exact same product. It looks like the same product. It was made for the Canadian market though, and it makes its way into the US somehow onto a website. And it's at a discount now that it's got you know French on the label. It, it wasn't made for distribution in the US. It's the same product, same number of ounces. The label looks the same from the front. You flip it around and it says, you know, produced, you know, distributed by a Canadian distribution company. And it's got some French on there. Like, eh, that doesn't look right. Yeah, you want to be careful because that that isn't the same product. And if someone complains or the brand complains, so you do want to be careful that you're you're dealing with. But a lot of these brands are distributed on hundreds of websites, legitimately. So this isn't a, a restriction as much as it is uh, just a kind of you know be use caution. And mm-hmm. you're right. I love the way you introduced it. If it looks too good to be true, do a little bit of research. Sometimes those looks too good to be true opportunities really are legit and they're solid. But you just have to do a little extra homework when you see those. Yeah, it just seems that it's more, a lot more of like those flaky websites more now than before. Yeah, there's there's plenty of illegitimate websites. There's plenty of places you can buy things that (laughs) they'll never send you anything, you know? Mm -hmm. My my daughter bought three dresses off this website and we like I looked at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a disaster. Like <laughs> it, you know, the contact us information is all in Chinese. And <laughs> she's like, well, they got good reviews. I'm like, there's no way those reviews yeah. are real. They it, it, they should have shown up three weeks ago and they haven't arrived yet, you know, and there's no customer service phone number anywhere. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, they, that money's gone. It's gonna be we'll do a charge back, you know. So yeah, if 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 it doesn't look legit, use caution for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's hundreds of thousands of legitimate websites out there that, that you can source from. Um, yeah, don't fall for the too good to be true getting scammed stuff though. Yeah, you're good to be sensitive to that. But anything else I can help you out with, Annie, on your business or any other questions? 
Um, no, that's it um, for now. Thank you so much. Very good. You coming to the event in July? No, you offered me that I couldn't because my dad-in-law is in hospice. I mean, going to hospice. That was you. I remember that yes. conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. God bless you for taking care of him and being the uh, daughter-in-law he needs right now. Yeah, just mm-hmm. shoot me a private message when we're done and I'll hook you up with complimentary live stream for the event, okay? Yeah, I'm coaching students too. So actually I will get it for free, right? Already? Did they already offer that to you? Well, not by default. Oh, not by no. default, okay. There's, it, right. it, it would be at a discount for sure, but I'm going to get see. it to you, no, zero cost. Yeah, awesome. coaching students will get it for pretty inexpensive. I think it's going to be under 40 bucks or so. So basically I'm, I'm saving you about 40 bucks. With, <laughs> with, that helps. <laughs> yeah, every little All bit right. helps, right? Yes, yes. Awesome. Oh, <laughs> God you, bless Jim. you, Andy. Great hanging out with you a little bit. Thank you. I do have to go though. Just uh, I need to cook for the family. No worries. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. I'm doing good sourcing and listening. My doctor said that uh, if I'm doing things at the same time, well, I I listen better that way. Hey, that's great, man. I'm kind of the same way too. I like to be a little just marginally distracted. I focus best when that's happening. Right. Yep. Exactly. My wife didn't believe me when I told her that. I don't really have a question. I just wanted to just come on here and just show face and say thank you for, you know, for everything you do. Thank the community. And I'm still, I'm still really, really new. I started in uh, December and uh, I'm grateful that every single month I've grown and I'm almost, I'm knocking on 15,000 door. And you know how you guys talk about inch deep, mile wide when it yes, comes sir. to replays. So I had to really prepare my, myself for, uh, you know, finding that great ASIN and not being so hooked on it. Cause there was a couple of ASINs that were just like, I couldn't keep up with how fast they were selling. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there was only two other sellers or two FBA sellers, just me and one other guy. And we just, I felt like I knew the guy, even though I don't communicate with other sellers, but I felt yeah. like we understood each other. Like, let's not try yeah. to shoot for the bottom. Let's just let's not take tank it a penny at a time. Okay. Exactly. And then, the line. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. and then exactly, uh, and then my uh, golden listing went from me and him to uh, nineteen sellers, and everyone just <laughs> just right. shot it. I mean, it's you now guys were having fun. Yeah, negative. I, just, I still like, I kept my price the same. I'm still priced like a little bit below middle, I suppose, and I'm still getting sales. They're just not as fast, and I had to prepare myself because I knew one day it was going to come. You know, not be so invested in this one product. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm just. I'm doing the bundling course because, you know, I just want to keep learning, keep sourcing. So I have my sourcing days. I have my shipping days. I don't know if I'm ready for a prep center just yet. I don't know if I'm ready for a lot of different things, but I guess my question. Do you you listen to the podcast, right? Yeah. 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 So let me give you a little pop quiz. When people say, what's the next move I need to make? I've kind of got it. You know, you're at a 15,000. Is that a per month or total? No, total, total. Total, gotcha. Okay, so you're at 15,000. So you're putting, you're still, you're doing some numbers. What's the, if you're going to bring help into your business, Mm -hmm. what's that first help you're going to bring in? And I've I've used it a few times. You may or may not have heard me address this. Yeah, like getting rid of uh, like taping boxes, putting things like that together. No, no. Actually, interestingly enough, this is where Jimmy and I have slightly different philosophies, right? So, you know. That's what he would say is like, as soon as you can, man, get rid of the tedious tape box prep, you know, hire a teenager. And I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I tend to fall more into the camp of this is actually a Dave Ramsey answer that I'm about to give you. And I, I love his advice on 
Um, you know, Dave Ramsey's advice fits into two categories for me. There's the rice and beans Dave Ramsey advice, like get out of debt at all costs. Right. right. That's the only thing that matters. That yeah. it, it's good stuff. Okay. I disagree with some of it. It's good. Some of it. his other side is entrepreneurship advice. That stuff's tremendous. His book, Entree Leadership, is, you know, it's basically how he went from a card table in his garage to having a 500 person, $300 million business. But where I'm going with this is your first hire. This is Dave Ramsey advice. The first person you bring into your business, it needs to be someone who helps you hunt. You know, go out, kill something and bring it back to the cave is his illustration, right? So it's not a convenience hire that frees you up. It's a revenue generating hire, meaning someone else who's looking for ASINs, someone else who's finding replens, train someone else, Maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's a teenager, maybe it's a virtual assistant from the Philippines, maybe it's a neighborhood friend, someone else that's pouring into your business. Because now you've got a, your first activity is generating more revenue, not taking revenue. Because if you get in the habit of making decisions that take revenue to create convenience, mm-hmm. pretty soon you're not going to have any revenue. <laughs> so right. you want to be generating new revenue to cover the new convenience hires is what I call them doing the stuff that you just don't want to do. That's not a good enough reason to stop doing it. As a new business owner, you're going to wear all 50 hats, even the ones you don't want to wear. Right. (laughs) Wear those until someone else is generating revenue. I have, you know, I have my, my kids helping me, you know, my daughter, she's the shipping manager. You know, I I do have them involved. And I think that's a great idea. You know, just having two people hunt versus Mm -hmm. just me, you know, and then also seeing other their perspective as well. Just, you know, even if I train somebody, they might learn something that I didn't know. And I, I run into it all the time. In fact, I wouldn't say I have somebody hunting for me, but I have a really close friend that I got to hop on board. He started this year and uh, he, he's, a, he's a student. He's a Pat Quark. Don't come on, come on down. You know, I'll teach you what I know, but Pat course is really all that you need. And He's taken off with it and he's going down the same path as me, you know, and he figured out something that I didn't know. And like I said, he started this year, I'm sorry, last month. Yeah. He started last month and he found something on Amazon that I had no idea about. And it saved me a lot of time. Yeah. The the theme is definitely don't do this business alone. The people that make it are the people that build relationships. And if you listen to any number of podcast episodes, you're going to hear that as a theme. That's the cleanest line I can draw between the people who make it and the people who don't is... The ones building relationships, connecting, forming masterminds. Like yeah. even right now, this group right here. Oh, yeah. Right? Like if we could just somehow yeah, just a, let this run for uh, the next... So at the moment, I'm learning about bundling. I'm in the bundling course. Excellent. I'm only in the second module. Um, it just yeah. really interests It just really interests me. I'm just slowly climbing the ladder. I'm definitely not getting rid of replants by any means. I love replants, but I like to learn... I'm a workhorse. I like to think of myself as a workhorse. That'll, that'll serve you well. The workhorse is typically the advice I give them is, you know, once you've got some margin to play with, you need to start building your team. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be all about you. You'll grow so much bigger, so much faster once you have a core team of the right people helping you do this thing and you all specialize. Business is built for us to become interdependent on each other. So the workhorses don't win the race. The, the teams win the race. I'm blessed, buddy. I'm so blessed. So been listening to your podcast for several months now and absolutely love them. Um, Thanks, buddy. We started started with replans back in December. 
hanging around 4,000 for the last couple of months. My question is, when I have something run out of stock, mm-hmm. do I need to delete that to try and protect my IPI score? Because I just got one and started paying attention to it. Do we need to actually delete that listing until we're able to, to replant it? What I typically do, and I can't step you through it, this is a conversation that's been had in the group many times uh, that you could probably be able to search and find where we've discussed this strategy. So if you can't find it easily, just leave a comment in the group that says, where's the IPI strategy for removing replens from your inventory? Can someone help me find that conversation? They'll help you. But basically the strategy isn't to necessarily remove it from your inventory as much as it is to tell Amazon that you don't intend to replenish that item. And that will have a positive impact on your IPI score, we've discovered. Without diving too much into the weeds on the topic, that's the general concept is you can let Amazon know. On, and we've typically done this on all of our ASINs, except for just a handful. Like of the 1,500 ASINs in our catalog, we've told Amazon that we don't intend to replenish any of them. No, we do. But we don't want it to be held, held against us if we don't. And so that has got our IPI score for the past six, eight months is crawling consistently upward because you can tell it on each individual ACE and I have no intentions of replenishing this inventory. So there is a setting of some sort? Mm -hmm. It is. And I can't tell you off the top of my head exactly where to find it, but it's not hard to find. Yeah. Okay. And you don't want to turn all of them off because that'll have a negative effect on your score. But if you just turn all of them, except the ones that you know you're going to be selling a lot of, that'll help your score if that makes sense. Because if you don't get too worked up over your IPI score, some people get way too worked up over it. As long as you're above that line, wherever it is, as long as you don't slip into unhealthy, you're going to be fine. That's one of those things that new sellers tend to get way too worked up over. (laughs) Don't don't lose sleep over (laughs) it. You know, don't crash. But yeah, you're doing great, man. You're at the level now where you've got proof of concept. You've got some momentum. It's just a matter of finding more ASINs, getting, staying consistent, you know, and uh, yeah, you're on the you're on the edge. And, and the, the good news is too, this is just like I said earlier. This is a foundational model. You can build branded bundles on there, like Jonathan was talking about. You know, you can start start going wholesale. I'm really print on demand. Yeah. I'm really interested in uh, in uh, opening a prep center. Uh, yep. I don't know of any in South Carolina, are there? Uh, you'd have to get on the prepcenternetwork.com page and see. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Oh, someone found it. The post. Blake found it for us, I think. Really, dude, that's awesome, man. Blake is earning his keep around here tonight. If that's the <laughs> link, I think it is. Thanks, link Blake. To that conversation. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, it's in the comments for the, for the IPI discussion. Yeah, you can typically, like, you know, on the topic of ungating, if you search the group, you're going to see all kinds of great conversations. Topics of IPI scores. Right. Type it in the search, man. You're going to see people way smarter than me diving in and tackling these things, right? So, yeah, take advantage of that. Thanks for awesome. jumping on here. Yeah, I got in late. I saw the um, Facebook post late, so I got in late and I didn't to catch much of what was going on earlier, but I kind of figured out what's going on. So, yeah, you know, I had a question I wanted to ask you. Let's um, jump in, man. What you got? Yeah. Uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you for the tremendous amount of information that you've um, been given. I just moved to Canada uh, three years now and... Um, I'm a single dad, you know, I'm alone in this country and I, I saw this opportunity and I'm, I just want to be thankful to you 
your knowledge, the team, the community that you have, man, it's it's super amazing. So I just want to say thanks. Thank you for that, that buddy. Thank you for that. Yeah. It's uh, I feel very blessed, and it's it's a team effort, man. There's a hundred of us making things happen around here. So I'll receive your gratitude on behalf of a large team of people that put a lot of effort in around here. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, so my question is because I, I understand, I think I understand the replan strategy, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I if I've completely grasped the concept of it, right? Okay. So the thing is that I'm not sure if when I'm searching for ISINs or replans, if it's because what I'm thinking is that I can't go to like, let's say, a Dollarama store that's close by me or like, you know, I'm thinking that I can't go to these stores and like pick up a few items and then I can just put them on the store or just send them to the Amazon warehouse here. So I think that's where I'm really getting confused what the replays actually are. I think you, you you just said you go to a retail store and find items and you're afraid to, you're afraid or you're not able to send them into Amazon. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, and they would they would be um they would like get rejected because I've tried FBM once and a customer returned an item. I tried it only once and a customer returned an item and I found out that it's way easier to go FBA, right? So reading some of the um concepts that you guys had in the group, I guess it's maybe a mind thing, I'm not sure, but I just wanted to understand if that's something that can be done. Can I like go into certain retail stores and like just pick up a few items that I believe are profitable and like just send them into Amazon and you know, just have it continually going from there. Yeah, absolutely. Any given day in the US. Around 30% of all products sold on Amazon mm-hmm. had been sourced by a reseller doing retail sourcing, right? Amazon relies on us to fill their shelves. Absolutely. Whether it be FBM or FBA. The only thing you have to figure out is, is this a test-worthy ASIN? Is it worthy of my time to test this? Meaning, is there a high likelihood I'm going to make a profit or worst case, break even? And okay. Does Amazon allow me to sell this? Just because right. other sellers are selling it doesn't mean they're going to let you. You may not have been approved for that product or for that, for that category. Right. So when you start to list it in there, Amazon's going to tell you, it's like, wait, hold up. You're not actually eligible for this. And you want to, you want to, our training talks you through how to do these. The proven Amazon course talks you through all that, right? How, okay. how to distinguish. So you're just looking for test-worthy ASINs. Is this worth my time? to test two or three units of this. And if it is, and it's profitable, and it sells at least a handful of times a month, you replenish it as it sells. And that's that's the replenish model. Yeah, mm-hmm. really it's, it's, yeah. I guess I just had it in my head, man. And, you know, I just really wanted to clarify it. So I saw the group and I said, let me just ask you directly because yeah. maybe I just had it in my head too much. So thank you so much for clarifying that. Absolutely. Really have have you listened to many podcast episodes? I've listened to a few, but I work up to like 15 hours a day sometimes. So like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Get back in and it's... God bless yeah. you, man. You're doing what you got to do to get it done. I can appreciate yeah. that. But as you have time, I think the best use of your time would be soak in some of our podcast episodes and hear people going from where you are right now, mm-hmm. mentally and their understanding of the model and being a little confused about the details, going from that point right. to having a very viable 
five, 10, 15, $20,000 a month of sales on Amazon with the replens model. And they've squeezed it into the cracks of their life. There's people busier than you that are doing it. You're young. Yeah. You can do this, man. Squeeze it into the cracks of your life and do what you have to do to free up your time and schedule a little bit. This is the model that can get you there. But yeah, the podcast, silentgym.com has yeah. a podcast. Listen to some of the success story interviews mm-hmm. where people just transparently share the journey, how they're finding yeah. inventory, what they're selling, uh, You know, hanging out in the Facebook group. One of, one of my favorite things to do in the Facebook group for you, just as a, a tip, Javon, is to look at the pictures that have been posted and look for the ones that are screenshots of results and just results, look at those yeah. people's stories. Right? Got it. He's kind of sharing from the heart and saying, wow, this is working. Okay. I was skeptical last month, but I just had a thousand dollar day, right? At least like you'll see it. You'll see plenty of people struggling too. This isn't a perfect business model. Like th- yeah. that doesn't exist. Every business is blood, sweat, tears, sacrifice. But once you get through that learning curve, and you're off into the the smoother seas, and it's a beautiful model. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate that, Jim. Absolutely. Really God, that. God bless you, man. Have a great weekend. Where do you God live? God bless you too, man. Where do you I'm live? I'm in Toronto. I'm in Toronto. Yeah. All right, man. Thank you so much. Have yeah. God bless you, buddy. Hey, uh, are you, do you want the uh-huh. uh, free access to our live stream, man, since you raised your hand and asked the question? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to, man. I'd love to. I'll hook you up. I'd love Just, to. Send yeah. me a private message when we're done here, okay? And just say, mm-hmm. hey, Jim, reminding you about the uh, offer for the live stream and I'll, I'll get you connected with what you need, okay? Okay, thank you so much, guys. I'm assuming because it's hard for Canadians to get into the US still. Yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty kind of difficult somewhat. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I try but to work If you can it. come to Columbus, Ohio, man, we'd love to have you there for sure. <laughs> I'll try, I'll try to, I'll try yeah, to. But, yeah, just, private message me, buddy. Great, it's really great to meet you, my friend. Okay, thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. weekend. God bless y'all. Take it easy. See you. What I wanted to ask you was, um, I know you hear a lot of success stories Mm -hmm. and everything. Is it possible for me, the way that I have the situation? Because all of the work is on me. My husband comes home really late. I know it's going to be blood, sweat, and tears, like you said previously, Mm -hmm. but I'm willing to do it. I really want to do it for my family. Yeah. And I just want to hear from your end. Yeah. How possible is that? <laughs> yes. You know, th- there's there's 50 directions I could go, Kat. But mm-hmm. just purely speaking from the heart, I have people reach out to me. I mean, I, just two weeks ago, I was with a friend that I hadn't seen in several years. This is a guy that I knew really, really well. We used to hang out quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And... He's saying, hey, how's this whole internet thing going? And you know, I hear things are going pretty well. You got this community and this Amazon thing. And like, it's beautiful. Like if, if I could pour the people that I love, the people, my best friends from high school, people who reach out to me, family members, like, what do you, what do you got, man? Like, what's the real scoop here? Like, mm-hmm. you have got to get in on replans. You've got to learn this. Okay. This is, the future looks bright. The learning curve is low. The risks are so low. Even if you had $50,000 to launch something exciting, I would say, keep it in the bank, figure out a few hundred bucks and start playing with replens. You know, if you're serious and you got the cash, maybe grab a coach. That's going to speed your process up. This friend of mine, actually, his name's Mike. He, he grabbed a coach. I didn't know if he would or not. He did. That's awesome. He's got some great coaches on our team now. But okay. learn replens. Yes, you can do it. Something I love about our group, Kat, and the reason I do the podcast the way that I do it 
is because it's an excuse killer. Because as much as my heart goes out to you on what you just said, mm-hmm. like, wow, a single mom, young kid, couple boys, small apartment, tired husband, working his tail off, providing for his family. They want a better future. That's a great story. That's a compelling story. That definitely touches my heart. But I could introduce you to a handful of people, a good handful of people from our community who blow you away. In regards to not having time, the number of kids, you know, single moms with seven kids working two jobs who launched replens businesses, how they did it. I have no idea Wow, what's inside (laughs) of some people to make those kinds of things happen. Right. Like, I don't know that I got that inside of me. I don't, I definitely don't have what's inside of me to be a mom, but you you know, my point, right? Like the, the list of challenges and things they overcome on their way to building a beautiful business, using this model, squeezing it into the cracks of life, learning okay. a little bit here, a little bit there, starting to test some replens. Okay. Seeing that first few wins, the momentum, pretty soon it takes on a life of its own. And this is a season. The other thing I want to say to you, Kat, mm-hmm. is, you know, so that's one thing. There's people with far more challenges than you have that are doing it. Okay. okay. So you're not going to get any feeling sorry for you from me. <laughs> no, no, no. Right? I don't. And I know I'm that's not, not what you're asking for. for. <laughs> oh, I know that's not what you're asking for. Trust me. <laughs> but this can be done. And there's people with far worse schedules and, and challenges and, you know, blocks that they've overcome. Right. Okay. Um, and the other thing I wanted to, wanted to say is life has its seasons. Yes. Meaning, and you've got a six month old on your shoulder right now. Yeah. Enjoy that season, man. My six month olds are getting married now. Like, what oh. happened? Right. Like, it's lo- enjoy the season and just relish it and know that there will be other seasons. You know, that the six month old will, will soon be helping you put stickers on boxes a few years from now <laughs> and soon helping you prep and package. And this is a business that can be done First from home. God, yeah. Right. So, just see that vision of, okay, this is a season. I'm going to do what I can with it. Another season's coming. You'll blink and these guys will be like, you know, doing all kinds of different crazy things. And you know this, right? This, oh, these, yeah. these things so don't beat yourself up too much okay, <laughs> for not okay. doing all these things. You know, being a mom is a full-time job, dude. It's I know hard. That. It's yes. hard. It's so it hard. But you know what? I love my boys yes. and I love my family and I want to do this. I want to yeah. do this. I'm just trying to see where I can fit the time to do it. And I want to start definitely after July. Mm -hmm. In July, I have to leave for due to a family circumstance. And so I'll be back in August and I want to go hard. I want to go all out. Oh, we've got Lulu who's giving you a comment right here. You can see it yourself. I just want to read it in case someone hears the audio later. Lulu is saying, hey, Kat, I'm a mom of two, full-time high school teacher. We moms can do it. Oh, Sydney, love and motivation. Yes, awesome. Oh, I love it. thank you. That's, thank that's what's so great about this community. I can't be another mom that gets it. I can't. I can be yeah. a dad that knows what it's like to be able to come home and be yeah. home. I okay. understand that, right? That's my heart. Like, I can celebrate with dads in a way that I just can't. I don't understand the mom's journey. You're a nurturer Ooh. at heart first, right? And I'm a provider protector first at heart, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a different journey. But we celebrate with you. And I see you as a business building warrior who absolutely can do it to answer your first question. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind you can do this. This could be a $500,000 stream of income for your family a few months in and significantly more than that a few months later. Very flexible after the kids are asleep, before they get up, during nap time, squeezing in a little activity. You're going to hear plenty of stories like that on our podcast. 
That's part of the beauty of this is how flexible it is. No, I have my other son talking to me. Oh, Liam, you want to say hi? <laughs> oh, he walked away. Oh, is he being shy? Yeah, yeah he's okay. being shy. Yeah, Jim, thank you. I appreciate um, hearing that. And I appreciate the comment that commented that because um, it's tough. But I want to go all out after July. I really do. I really, really do. Mm. That's mm-hmm. great. Well, you can do it. And God bless you. This community stands with you. You can hear plenty of even single moms with a lot of kids kind of success stories on the podcast. You know, just use those as inspiration. I I find it inspiring when people who are facing more challenges than I have are achieving greater things than I am. I choose to make that motivational and not let it bring me down. Like, what's wrong with me? It's like, no, they did it. I can do it. I'm going to stick with this and make it happen. This is the community to encourage you to that. We want you to succeed. Uh, so I, I, what's the odds of you coming to Columbus? Do you want live stream? What, talk me through the event coming up here. What do you say? Um, I have a family circumstance in July. That's why I want to go all out in August. Okay. Um, so gotcha. I won't Well, let's get able... you live stream. Shoot me a private <laughs> message, okay? Thank you, Jim. You Thank you. God bless you. Have a great weekend. Good job, <laughs> Mama. You can do weekend. this. Keep Thank you, Jim. Okay? Bye-bye. Right. Bye then. Man, I love this community. So great. Search. Oh, Blake has a great tip. Search the group for stay at home mom or just, or just mom. <laughs> the keyword mom. And you're going to see some great stories. Great tip, Blake. Man, Blake's really showing up tonight with the great tips and help. Okay. Hey, Fernanda, how you been, buddy? Very good. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Uh, can you hear me well? I can hear you great. And we have spoken before, right? Yes, yes. I sent doing, a couple uh, of emails and uh, I, I think we have spoken uh, also. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's good to see you again. Yeah. What's what's on your mind? Well, uh, just, uh, well, I wanted to to thank you. I, I want to uh, let the community know that uh, I live in Mexico. So I'm currently selling in the U.S. and also starting selling in, in the Mexico marketplace. So as you know, uh, well, English is my second language, so I'm not as proficiency as any of you. <laughs> it sounds great. Your English sounds great, Fernando. Oh, thank you. Of course. And, uh, yeah, I just started. I, I joined the pack. Uh, I bought it in September 2022. And, uh, you know, all the challenges that international sellers have, uh, having a, a credit card in the U.S., having a bank account in the U.S., Having a prep center, I talked to maybe three or four prep centers. I finally uh, got into into one uh, in Indiana. That fortunately uh, for me, uh, they speak Spanish, so it was a very good communication there. Oh, great! So, and uh, also my original or my initial project was to have all the 2023 selling in the U.S. and then 2024 will begin uh, selling in Mexico. But after three, four months, I was very desperate and I started selling in Mexico too. So <laughs> I started uh, selling, you know, uh, searching in online arbitrage and also wholesalers, local wholesalers here in Mexico. And my, my question for you, because there are not many tools in Mexico for, for rich search and, and, and everything. Well, I, I know Kipa now and I have the AC Insight. A tool that uh, helped me a lot, but 
Uh, the problem that I have is I have contacted a couple of wholesalers locally here in Mexico, and I have about a list of about 6,000 for 8,000 products with, uh, you know, prices and description and everything. And I don't know uh, how to match that with, with the Amazon marketplace, if yes. it's profitable, if it's uh, if they can sell, etc. So I don't know how to do that much. I'm doing it manually, currently, but yeah. it's taking me forever. Are those barcoded? Do you have UPC? Uh, they have terms? UPCs, yes. They do? Yes. Yeah, there's some. There's definitely some tools you can use. I think uh, I'm going to refer you to the Facebook group to make a post that says, I'm looking at a large group of ASINs, potential ASINs, an inventory list with barcodes. Just say, mm-hmm. I'm looking at an inventory list that includes barcodes. What tools do you guys use to quickly analyze a list and look for opportunities? Right? Does that make sense, that question? Okay. Large okay. inventory list that includes barcodes. What tools do you guys use? Because there are a handful of tools that are available to you that can help scrape. Now, that scrape is only going to find the low-hanging fruit. You know what I mean by that, right? Like there's there's going to be a lot of opportunity in that list that can only be found by manual search. You could use a virtual assistant, you could do it yourself, but there are tools that will help you find the very low-hanging fruit opportunities in that list, which may only represent five or 10% of the opportunities there. But still, there's scraper tools. I know that um, like tactical arbitrage users use tools like that. And the new bot strategy that we're launching here within the next couple of weeks, provenbotsourcing.com, that's going to include training on finding the opportunity within inventory lists as well. Because the whole bot strategy is you can go to any website and scrape and create a great list of inventory. And then you use a tool to, to identify the low-hanging fruit opportunities from that website. So that training is coming here within the next couple of weeks. You'll want to pay attention to that too. Fernando. Okay, got it. Yeah. Okay. Is, is that yeah. helpful? Yes, yes. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.